Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Thoughts to Think About. I'm Liz. I'm Efren. I'm Reed. And uh, we've got some thoughts, and you know, Reed's gonna think about them Reed's first, about actually. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna present them. You guys are gonna think about them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I've thought about it a lot. The thinking is all done for you. No more. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We'll I'm do done. the thinking. I we can't do it got anymore. it. We got the thinking. You got the thought. So it's do <laughs> do you guys ever worry that people can hear your thoughts? Like you're just out in public, and you're like, what if everybody around me can hear my thoughts? What if? Like what? if like they were just amplified, just like on a like basically, you're the only person in the world who can't read other people's minds, and so everybody else knows exactly what you're thinking all the time. I mean, I've never had that thought, but if I were to have that thought, I think I'd be paranoid all the time. Reed, are you okay? Right? Yeah. I, all of these different topics that I keep bringing to the table about like you know aliens watching my life or the Truman Show or people hearing my thoughts, I'm starting to think I might have a problem. Yeah, you got some serious yeah. paranoia, like yeah, right, I would big agree. time. But that's a movie, isn't it? Um, uh, where what's this? That boy, uh, Tom Holland. He's oh, in it, yeah. and it's only the men. Their thoughts. Spider Man. Spider Man, correct. No. Spider Man, No Way Home. Only only Spider Man can read everybody's thoughts. No, that's false advertising. Um, I'm talking about he. Yeah, it's called Chaos, uh, oh. Chaos Walking. I think um, it's based on a a graphic novel. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, and so basically, yeah, the pretty sure there's like no women in this society or something like that or in the world um and you know daisy ridley is in the movie also mm-hmm. and she shows up and she can see his thoughts because and like she that's right they she can can't see the thoughts. yeah she can't see his thoughts or and like hear him or whatever um like her or her thoughts are hidden to her like they're like our thoughts like your thoughts read your thoughts are kept to yourself don't. We're just not telling you that we know your thoughts. Yeah, know. Oh, so the premise is that everyone can see everyone else's thoughts. Except for this except one girl. for her. Right. She can't see. Right. They can't see her thoughts. Right. But, okay. the, but the rest of the society is a, a bunch of men. It's right. Dudes, right. Which yeah. I don't, I don't so, really remember how or why it works or whatever. I didn't watch the movie. Didn't read the graphic novel or anything so like that. So it's like a metaphor for how women are weird and different than men. And right. And men just Correct. don't understand them men at all. I'm sorry. This seems like it is a depiction of how women are superior. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not... just different. I think we're just different guys. Yeah. Right. So I think it, it ladies like, support me in the chat. Support Come me on. in the chat team. Come on. Uh so yeah, team. they can like see <laughs> Team Woman. Team ladies. Hey. Team uterus. Okay. <laughs> 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 Level, man. This is gonna go real south, so we just gotta like we gotta move right on past. How many it. minutes so, are we in? <laughs> but, like the fewest minutes possible. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you guys have never been like walking around in like the mall or something, or at school, and you just think something like way out of the blue that's like chaotic, right? And then you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh shoot. Nobody, okay, nobody knew I thought that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's nobody thought that was weird. No, I have had moments where like I thought that I just thought it uh-huh. and it actually said it out right. loud. Oh yeah. And that yeah. freaked me out. Um, but I've never had the thought of like, man, I really am glad that Edward Cullen is not here to hear my thoughts. Like <laughs> Oh wow. What is that Twilight? <laughs> what a reference there. It sure is Twilight. Ew, gross. But now I yeah, are you good, Reed? I've never See, had I think, that I think the the thing I was just gonna say is that with 
with my thoughts. Like I know for sure nobody's listening because like there's some crazy thoughts up in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. definitely react. Like, right? yeah, you definitely be like I would saying have no something friends. right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm, I'm sure everybody's that way. We talked, you know, on the podcast recently about, um, you know, before just about, um, intrusive thoughts of yeah. just like that, mm. that, that thought of like some weird, like thinking about acting on some straight, like crazy, um, dangerous, dangerous event. I'm going right? to drag or, my car off this bridge right, right now. Right. That kind of stuff. Right. And right. it could be anything. It's not necessarily like self harm usually, but yeah, it's common. Well, so Liz um, made like, it sound like you're just was, sorry, suicidal. Yeah. 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 But, right, exactly, but right, the exactly. thing with intrusive thoughts is that like, uh, there's something about like it's your brain basically like making you think through the negative scenarios, consequences of yeah. different scenarios, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, sometimes it just comes to the surface where it's like, oh, if I did this, it'd be bad, right? You know, right. and so it kind of feels like a desire to do that, but then your brain takes over. And is like that's, yeah, that's dumb. Bad. Don't do that. No, no, yeah. And so similarly, so in that you know, with having those kinds of thoughts, um, for sure, people would. Be like, well, what the heck is going on over yeah, here, man? Right, right. What the heck is wrong with you? So, do you ever have a thought that's a little, a little wayward, a little strange, and then you notice somebody like look at you or like, right, like, like where, where did this come from? Yeah, like, I know? honestly have no idea. Oh, I wow. think I maybe need to see a psychologist or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh. we're gonna bring a psychologist on the podcast. No, you always time. stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you always talk about bringing people on. Uh, We're not allowed. This podcast is not allowed to make any recommendations. No, no, no. no. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, if if my thoughts were out in public, that's another thing. um, Like thinking about when you die, if uh, God watches like your life. Have you ever had that thought Mm -hmm, process of mm -hmm. like, does God review my time on this planet? After I'm dead in heaven, to go, um, what's what's this all about? And like, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't believe that in the way you know because of how, what I believe about God and grace and all that. But that's a that was a common thought as a kid, like, oh man, he's gonna see all this stuff and it's bad. <laughs> hey, I'm Ethan, welcome to my life movie. <laughs> welcome to Purgatory. Sit on down in front of this TV. We're gonna scroll <laughs> yeah. through your whole right. life and right. just kind of review everything that you did. You hear the Netflix intro. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was. <laughs> Thinking intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Think I just intrusive thoughts to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Did we not make that connection already? Rough. Oh, no. I think like one of the the things that I appreciate about some of my friends is we can kind of like read each other. Like you already know what I'm thinking, and a lot of times it's because we've been around each other for so long. But like I would enjoy if I can pick and choose who can like <laughs> <laughs> Who can hear my thoughts and when? Mm-hmm. Like if at this one moment we're in a, a situation where I can't say it out oh. loud, like if I can just turn on like you right now, you get to hear my thoughts. Like that would be amazing. I mean, that's basically just telepathy, right? I mean, essentially. I mean, yeah. It's just you're, one you're way. Not wrong. Just one way telepathy, right? Like only other people can hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's, like you said, if you could choose it, that's pretty cool. Right. You know, like, hey. Go, go do that thing. I, I forgot, you know, whatever. Oh you my know. God, get me out of this. Help me. Get me out of this right now. Yeah. So the um, the old music minister, worship pastor, music director. The music wherever you, The music guy at my oh, church okay. when I, like I grew music up. Person. It's just fun. The guy who led music. The guy who musicked at this church. Uh, Keep he, going. <laughs> he wrote some books. 
uh, when I was in high school called Jane the Brain. And uh, he had them self-published, right? Um, but basically, the premise of the book is that there's this one guy who can read other people's thoughts. And he's just like going around doing his thing. And then one day he just kind of like touches minds with this girl who can read thoughts. He what? Like he's like, you know, he's just kind of like going about doing his business. All of a sudden he feels somebody reading his mind, you know, it's like this weird, like, oh, you're the only other person in the world who can also read minds. So it was kind of weird. But the really interesting thing about that uh, book series is that he needed some people to do cover art. And so I am one of the people on the cover of these books. Oh my god! Wait, your art? Oh my god! We gotta find this book. Yeah. What? I actually have a copy somewhere. <gasps> so I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's the whole situation is weird. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. so just so you know, okay, so I'm googling. I don't know if you'll find it. It's, it's self published. Yeah, yeah, it's self published. So, so Jane the Brain is my older sister. So she's modeling as this person, uh-huh. right? I am modeling as the guy. The guy, yeah, the one guy. And then my stepbrother is their friend. Okay. And this girl we knew in high school was their other friend, right? So the four of us are, you know, on the cover. You know what I'm imagining is like uh, Animorphs book cover. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Animorphs? No. Yeah. Series? Not like that. No. <laughs> no. Okay. That's what I was imagining. Um, I was I'm really picturing... hoping to see Reed turning into like a beaver or something like <laughs> on the book cover. <laughs> I'm picturing like uh, like the precious moments style of cartoony. It's like really. It's old not a cartoon. It's like actual pastel. picture. Huh? Oh, it's, it's like, like actual photos of us. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of more of me like in high school. Yeah, like painting. So the weird thing is, is like at the that. beginning. My character and my sister's character were just pals. Stop. No. Where are we going? <laughs> but at the end, they're like dating, I think. Jane the Brain, no. I didn't read the whole series. I read like the first book and a half, I think. But and then you threw up. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that was just weird because it was like, oh, yeah, we're just hanging out and we're taking these pictures. And it's like, okay, now you guys got to hold hands for this cover. It's like, oh, wait, what? what that's did you weird. Say? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. So that was awkward. Look into each other's eyes lovingly. No, I'm really none trying, of that happened. <laughs> I'm really trying not to overanalyze that this was a like leader in your life at a young age. No, he, about, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> about, it wasn't like that at all. About no. reading brains and then now this guy's See, got this thought. Wow. No, See? it wasn't like that at all. I mean, he's a he's a good dude, solid guy. Yeah. It was just like a weird, like, it was like, hey, you know, I know you two guys, you know, just mm-hmm. be these characters. And it was like the story developed that way. And he was like, ah. Uh, Dang it. Now, now for the cover, you guys have to like, he was like, I know it's going to be weird, but you know, one picture of you all holding hands, not a big deal. You'll be okay. Right. Right. I mean, on that side of like you and your sister, like that's whatever. I'm talking about like his influence of um, the book series. Yeah. The book series and like that whole concept and how now as an adult, you're like, are you ever afraid that people are going to know your thoughts? Oh, you think that me reading that book had a, an, an impact on yeah. my mental health. 
Yep. He <laughs> 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 like guess yeah, that's what I'm saying. He incepted you, bro. Weird. Um, osmosis. Right osmosis. There. <laughs> Mental osmosis. I tried looking it up there. There's a book called Jane on the Brain, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's that's all that's popping. I up. got Jane on the Brain. That's so funny. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like picked up by a publisher. He wasn't like trying to make a bunch of money off of it. He just right. wrote them, had it self-published. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So. It's really easy to do now with Amazon. Self-publishing? Self-publish yeah. stuff. I'm sure it was before then. Or, yeah, it or was. kind of before then, I guess. But the funny yeah. thing is, is like those pictures, I so I had like <laughs> a lot of hair in high school. <laughs> oh, no. And it's like, that picture is like bowl cut hair. It's bad. <gasps> bowl cut read. Like it's, coconut head? Nah, I mean, not so bad. It's not like so bad that it looks like someone absolutely just put a bowl on my head and then cut around <laughs> it. But it's not styled at all. Dang, it's not, not a good look. So. I'm picturing it's like uh, old timey, like 1950s no, fashion. No, it's like early 2000s. Oh, okay, okay. So, what kind of background was there? I In mean, a field. I'll, we'll like, let I'm... you know. We we will post a picture of this. Yeah. If I book. find it, no, I, you have to find it. That's your new requirement. That's a requirement. Yeah, just call them. To say, hey, give me oh a picture gosh. of this weird picture. Your weird. Can book. I have this book for Christmas or for my birthday? Let's like, move on. Yeah. I think we should move on. <laughs> yeah, I think you should gift us the book. For Can we Christmas do a giveaway? Yeah. Giveaway on Oh my Instagram. gosh. Reed, you could sign it. You could sign the book and give it away. Reed is not happy right now. Yeah, I shouldn't listening. have brought this up. <laughs> I did this to myself. Sure uh, let's did, get another thought dude. to think about. <laughs> okay. Well, you on. mentioned the bowl cut. So, you, you know, Coconut Head, you mentioned mm-hmm. from, uh, from Ned's Classified oh. School Survival Guide. Mm-hmm. It was a TV show yeah. that was on Nickelodeon yeah. when I was a youngster. It actually was like at the perfect time for me that it came on because it was right before I was going into middle school. And so I was like, oh, like this is like. How middle school is. Yeah. Yeah. This is how middle school is. I gotta survive. Where can I buy this survival guide? <laughs> so it was the perfect time, and I took notes and everything. Yeah. I'm, you I'm took not, notes. I took notes, dude. Ephraim's declassified school survival. Dude, no, do I you think have I just, a notebook with the notes? In do I have still? it? Yeah. Oh, probably not. I had like millions of notebooks. Are you guys notebook people? Yeah. Yeah, I want to be. I, I'm a notebook. I'm so person. bad at taking notes. I never and finish a notebook. So oh, I have so I'm with many you. Unfinished. So ones. I'm I'm right there with you guys. I don't finish them. I'm not super consistent, but I freaking love getting a new notebook and like, okay, we're doing we're doing whatever with yeah. with this notebook, right? So I used to write little stories when I was younger. I would draw you know pictures, and I was like, oh, this is my drawing notebook. <laughs> and oh, this is a this is a book called uh, I don't know. Just like the, I was so like intense with. Yeah. How, I have millions of notebooks, and so they're all probably in the garbage. So I don't have the notes. I mean, it's I mean they were like little composition notebooks. I mean ultimately, so because the it, the school survival guide was a composition notebook. Remember, facts, yeah. So facts, it was like yeah. you know I had to you match. had to keep on theme. I had to keep on theme. But it was like patched up, right? Like it was in bad it was shape. Like, he had like sticky notes and stuff. I mean, that was it. Was I really enjoyed that show? But it always like stressed me out because when I was that eight, like even though I was like thinking, I was like, oh, I gotta figure out how to like do this business. I was never like thinking super forward with where like I was gonna go to school or like what that was gonna actually be like. And so, like, my cousin would always ask me when we would hang out, like, hey, where are you going to go to school? I remember he would ask me that all the time, like, as I was growing up. Like, what high school? Going into middle school, going oh. into high school. Oh, yeah. He would just ask me that question. And every time he did, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I haven't thought about that at all. 
Um, and that stressed me out really intensely. So I, I was just curious, like, what are you guys' experience with, like, mm. going from those different, you know, like, are, are you guys different from me? Like, I don't so, know. Yeah, I mean, Houston's just a different animal, you know, like, from where I grew up. Because, <laughs> like, when I was, like, I moved around a bunch because my dad was in the Navy. So, like, when all through elementary school, basically, I'm just moving all over the place. Like, I think I went to, like, four different elementary schools. And then... um you know, I lived in Trinity. Oh shoot! Uh, from like middle school and high school, so it was like you went to Trinity Middle School and then you went right. to Trinity High School, and that's where everybody went. Right. And so when I became like a youth pastor, it was super weird because <laughs> all these kids, <laughs> like in my youth group, growing up, everybody went to the same school, and it was like everybody from your school went to like a bunch of different churches in town. Right. right. So it was like if you went to school with somebody, they went to your church, or if they went to your church, they went to your school. You know, pretty pretty simple yeah but then in houston like i came to be a youth pastor and it was like hey where do you guys go to school and it's like oh i go to school and you know 45 minutes from here it's like right. why are you here you like why are you guys this? yeah yeah and so it's like okay i've got one one kid from this school i've got two kids from that school i've got one kid over there it's like i could hardly find three mm-hmm. kids who went to the same school right. it's like impossible to like go do anything at the school because yeah. you have no connections there, you know? Right. Especially if those kids just like are, you know, aloof, don't really so, want to hang yeah. out with you. So at the point that you were going into middle school and like high school and stuff, you like your, your fate was set. There's no thought about much. it. Right. right. It's just, that is where you're going to school. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Dang. That's yeah. crazy. I feel like there was less pressure, um, because I mean, I grew up here in Houston, so there's like less pressure about where you're going to middle school and high school. It all just kind of like, Wherever you're zoned, like you just that's where you go. Um, and then college was what like was made a big deal, like stereotypically, culturally, you know, right, that's right. normal. Um, but like and I was just telling someone, um, someone in the church that I go to, he's about to graduate and he was we were talking about college and he got accepted to the same one that I went to and um all this stuff. And he's like, honestly, I'm really going because I enjoy playing soccer and I'm getting a scholarship for that. But the moment I stop it's enjoying really cool. it, yeah, I know, right? It, yeah. He's like such a level-headed kid. Um, he's like, the moment like I'm not enjoying it or I get super injured, it's like I'm I'm going to go to a technical school so that I can start working and I want to learn a, a skill. And I looked at him and was like, stop, you're way smarter than I was when I, <laughs> when I was like, because there's just like, I didn't know what I wanted to do and right. I didn't have like, a vision, I didn't have motivation. It was just like, this is what you're supposed to do. And then I fluttered around college for four years. And then at the end, I figured out what I wanted. And it wasn't even like... Wasn't even there. Wasn't even there. You know, I had to transfer to a different... There was just so much like unnecessary pressure of like, you have to do this. And I think it's in all aspects of life, you know? And like, it's not just... We were talking specifically about school, but like... I think in um, church culture too, and it, I, you know, each, each church is different, so don't don't come attack me. <laughs> it's true, uh, but I think generally, like if you are um, single, then your like your life does not begin until you're married, and then if you're married and you don't have kids, like oh, you don't need you don't even know what's hard to you have, you know, till you have kids. Right, and, you're like relegated to this specific yeah. little area until it's like a waiting room until you're like really part of the church yeah yeah yeah. so then i mean i think with school and career and all that like um it's hard to enjoy just like where you are in the process because you're pushed to like 
I have to succeed this one. I have to keep going. And it's exhausting to right. kind of live your life that way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, cause like, you know, I was thinking that in middle school and or getting ready to go into middle school and high school and stuff like stressing. Oh shoot. I don't know where I'm going. I, I have no idea. But then in high school, I mean, you know, similarly, all the kids around me knew exactly what they wanted to do, what they wanted to, you know, be. Um, and I went to an early college. And so we were taking early college, high school, early college, high school, sorry, right. went to an early college, high school. And so we were taking college classes at HCC in conjunction with our high school mm-hmm. classes. And so we all graduated or a lot of us graduated with an associate's degree alongside our diploma, our high school diploma. And so, 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 all that like put together set me up to be like, oh shoot, I have to know what I have to do like right now. I have to yeah, know exactly right. what I got to do. For the rest of your life. Yeah, or, you know, that's what it felt like. And so leaving high school was like, holy crap, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, fe- I just felt my cousin, you know, I'm on my sh- over my shoulder, like, hey man, where are you going to, where are you going to go to college? What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? You you? Go, yeah. <laughs> no, please. So yeah, it's just kind of crazy. It, uh, you know, I'm a, a few years removed from that now, which is crazy to think about and crazy to say. But uh, yeah, it's just it never. <laughs> it, none of that stress was super warranted because you know God had like plans for me in, in all these different ways, and most of the most of the time it worked out without me really even trying that hard. If that makes sense, which kind of is maybe a little bogus for some people because they like tried really hard to get where they are and they got there. <laughs> but, right, you know, right. but for me, what do it's you like, mean it was easy for you. Well, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I just mean, I don't mean it was easy. Right. right. You know, just, there were a lot of different, different, you know, obstacles and challenges and things, but um, most of the best things were like, Hey, here, here it is. Here's this thing. Just mm-hmm. make a choice. Trust me. We talked about that with our small group recently about how, the difference between knowing God's will and expecting like an instruction manual or, or trusting God's will and, and knowing or wanting an instruction manual for the, for your life. Um, like if you're, if you're trusting God or if you're, you're wanting to trust God, but you want to know his will for your life, you're a lot of times you think that you're waiting on a sign or like an answer right. to your prayer of like, Hey, mm-hmm. this road or the left road or the right mm-hmm. road. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times it's just, Hey, just be faithful to me right, in whatever right. choice you take. Right. It's, and that was part of the conversation was like things that are choices that are amoral, not, you know, right or wrong necessarily, you know, that's, it's fine. But um, yeah, you know, a lot of times we think it's, it's a choice, that he's he has specifically for us, where it's really just trusting that he's going to be there. I put ketchup on my on my hamburger instead of mustard. I screw all of this up. Right, exactly. Oh shoot, yeah. he, God had a plan for me. It was not for this ketchup right, right now. Right, right. We think those little things derail absolutely everything, and <laughs> right. that just gives us way too much power. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I think that God did not plan for me to have cheese on my cheeseburger the night before because I, you know, regret it and I'm paying for it in the bathroom later, but that's, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm pretty but. sure we knew exactly what you meant. You <laughs> no, I had to spell it out. I had to spell it hey, out. If anybody was aware, not aware, he's lactose intolerant. I'm lactose intolerant. Actually, Liz is also. That go be putting cheese on everything. Everything. Let's go. Cheese is good, man. It's I'm very it. tolerant of lactose. That's that's good it's for fine. you. Yeah, yeah, It's a modern, a modern man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging out with their wives later and like trust me I did not eat dairy as much as I could yesterday and then this morning I'm trying to like oh I'm gonna be there for the food 
So, oh, yeah. So what's the happening tonight is they're watching Love is Blind. So if you guys love uh, trashy, romantic reality shows. I don't think it would be romantic. Yeah, it's not super the romantic. The whole thing is about finding love. Yeah, that's the problem. But it's reality TV. So it's yeah. not the most romantic thing in the world. Anyways, if you want Romance, updates. I don't know. Follow follow me on the, the gram, on the TikToks. And, no, I'm just kidding. But... Um, also, this will be out way after this is over. So it's true, but they fine. can still enjoy it. Whatever. They can enjoy it. Um, yeah, let's get back on topic. <laughs> That's the thing. We don't have, like, we can be wherever we want. We have topics all over the place. This is our world here. That's These true, are my you, mics. You can't make fun of Love is Blind and then expect to eat the food that we're bringing. I absolutely can't. See, so, so they're doing what is called, I, th- I think this is a good conversation because okay, I think this go. is a good thought for us to think about. Okay. Um, d- because they're doing what's called a Lorelei night, which mm-hmm. I only learned when I you know, started dating Meredith right. because- it's it's from Gilmore Girls. Right. So they, I never watched that show. Basically. Neither have I. Absolutely haven't watched it. Yeah, at all. Reed's a liar. No, I haven't watched it. So our old apartment, right? Living room, dining room, we're right next to each other. Aubrey would set up in the living room watching TV, and I would be playing games in the dining room because I had nowhere to put my Xbox and right. computer. So I took over the whole dining room for my <laughs> games and stuff. And so she would be watching Gilmore Girls or One Tree Hill or, mm-hmm. you know, it, like anything, Dancing with the Stars, and I would just, it would be there. And so I had no choice but to watch it, right? It's in my Whatever. periphery, so I, I can't help but see it. So Whatever, you enjoy it. Yeah, Anyways, he loves Gilmore I love Girls. to oh, criticize gosh. that, that stuff. So what a Lorelai Knight is, uh, Lorelai is one of the characters, main characters. Um, she's the mom. And when her daughter goes to college, she was nervous that first night and they're big on like takeout food. And so what they do is they look at the map of the school and all of like the restaurants that are nearby and they pick one item from each restaurant and it gets all like delivered to the dorm and um, everyone is like putting out like what tastes the best, what's good from here, what's not. And then they also rate like the cuteness of the... The delivery boys, which is really funny. Oh my gosh. Um, so then it's just this like huge feast of randomness. And so the mom's name is Lorelai. And then everyone was like, yeah, we Lorelai'd this coffee shop in the show. Um, and then they're like, oh wow, that's such a great term. And so I knew the concept. I never called it a Lorelai night. And then when I hung out with mm-hmm. your wives, and they're like, yeah, let's have a Lorelai night. And I was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. That's amazing. I, that's amazing. I love it. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing tonight. And I'm gonna bring my like my like my fancy charcuterie boards, and we're gonna put like hot wings and like just the All random garbage. Things. I'm bringing yeah. some McDoubles. That's what I was just about to say. I was <laughs> just gonna bring ten McDoubles in the wrapper, just like stacked yeah. next to nah, each you other. Gotta, you gotta cut it up like slices Please, of cheese really and funny. stuff. You just cut it up in little bites. I told them oh, I was gonna bring some uh, vegetables because balance, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't yeah. need yeah, that's, that's dumb. That's lame. <laughs> See, it's interesting that they would rate the uh, cuteness of the delivery boys because, in my experience, every delivery person. Not the cutest person in the world. I'm sorry if you are wow, a delivery person out yeah, there. That's, but I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you, man, very rude of you. Well, I, think, I mean, maybe they're just chilling, and that's why they just don't. Or look they're very just good. not going to your house. What? What? Like oh, the, the cute, cute ones, ones are just not going to your house. Hey, this was a, a girl called this one in. So, Chad, you're on this one. <laughs> Chad, of course, it's Chad. 
Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I have never experienced a no. Yeah, there's it's usually sketchy looking dude coming up to the door <laughs> and shoving up food. My favorite one time I had this. Um, he was clearly like just living his best life delivering pizza. He just like strolled up and he goes, "Hi, young lady, how you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm doing great." And he goes, "All right, well." I got a pizza for you. Uh, what did you order on it? And so I'm just talking to him. He goes, oh, my granddaughter. And he's like, I think he's just retired and like wanting to do something. Right. And just so has a job. You know? we, we talked for like way too long for him to have other food in the car to deliver. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you have a blessed night. And I was like, amen. Like, <laughs> it was just the cutest Interaction ever. I oh, loved no. it. And then you said, You forgot my diet, Dr. Kelp. <laughs> <laughs> my diet, Dr. Kelp. Sorry. We said we were yeah, gonna get SpongeBob. a SpongeBob reference every How am episode. I gonna eat this without my drink? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the greatest episodes of all time. Um, of television piece, yeah. of, in general? Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really holding back on singing the song, <laughs> uh, the yeah. Krusty Krab Pizza song. Yeah. Growing up, it, I had a Game Boy you can do it. <laughs> I had a Game Boy Advance. SP, oh, which yeah. was the, the it's the oh, Game Boy too. Advance that flipped, closed, and opens, uh-huh. and it had a front lit screen. Excuse I me. called it backlit one time, and Ephraim basically crucified me You're for that. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's a front lit screen. I had a backlit screen. You did not. So apparently, there's a big difference. <laughs> no, it, it's really a big difference. Even it's like anyway. crawling over the table. <laughs> the point of this is that I had a Game Boy cartridge that had two SpongeBob episodes on that cartridge. What? So, so I could watch SpongeBob on my Game Boy on the go. So Krusty Krab Pizza. Krusty Krab Pizza was is one of them. Pizza. And I cannot remember the other. Oh, one. Okay. Uh, see, sorry. See, I had one. I had one just like that actually. Oh yeah. For my, I had a diff, I had the other advance, and then it broke, and then I got the SP. The other um, advance was garbage. No, it's good because now it, it sucked. Ergonomically, it's a good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, going back to the nerd episode, uh, but the uh, uh, the cartridge I had that had the SpongeBob episodes, I know at the very least had the Band Geek episode. Oh, nice. And that one is also. A top, top five. I mean, at least top ten episode because that episode is so freaking funny, man. It's just so good. Is you know, mayonnaise you know an instrument? The band geek episode. Oh, oh absolutely. I was a band geek, so of course I love that episode. The right. bubble dome. The bubble yeah. dome. Yeah. Dude, Loved it's it. so, so, Beautiful. so funny. I want to sing the Krusty Krab Pizza song. So don't, don't resist. Do you have to resist. Don't do it. We'll sing it at the end. Oh, okay. Okay. The listeners are going to I cringe. will not sing it at the end. And then we'll cringe. Save everybody's ears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so going back to what you were talking about with like choosing your career path and all mm-hmm. that stuff, uh, something that's like been a consistent issue with like, you know, my life or whatever is just trying to figure out, um, you know, how successful am I supposed to be? Or like, like in any field, you know, like feeling like you have to like be like this achiever, you know, and like even like, so like i Felt called to be a pastor in like high school, right? And so my church was like, okay, here's the path to becoming a pastor, right? You go to Bible college, you get a degree and become a youth pastor. And then while you're a youth pastor, you go to seminary. And then after seminary, you become a pastor. And that's the path, right? right. And that, like, I never thought, like, oh, the path can be different until like the path started to actually be different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. oh, wait, this is not what they told me to do. But the whole time it's like you're wrestling with, okay, like, why am I not? 
you know, a pastor yet, or why is the youth group not growing, or why is like this happening or this happening, or like, and you know, you look at other youth pastors and you're like, okay, how did that guy get to be youth pastor at like this huge church, right? Right? Like, I'm like, you know, you know, you like, it's not a great thing, but you're like, I'm, I'm better than that guy, I'm a right? Youth pastor than that yeah. guy. I'm better than him. How did he end up at this big church? Right, you know, right. like. When like, you rate the success, quote unquote, right. yeah. of your ministry and You're stuff. Like, I like, wouldn't oh. hire that guy to work at my church. Right, How did he yeah. get hired over there? You know, right. it's like, yeah, all that stuff's happening. And then even like, you know, you see pastors and you're like, how, why am I not like, you know, this great preacher mm-hmm. or right. whatever at this big church or whatever? I keep saying whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically, there are all these different scenarios where you're like, why am, why am I struggling so much? And this right. thought occurred to me the other day. I don't remember who I was listening to, but they were. They said Jesus st- started his ministry. I think I was reading a book. He started his ministry at 33. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like he didn't start doing any of his ministry stuff until he was 33. I haven't hit 33 yet. Right. right? I'm not saying I'm better than Jesus because I started ministry earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> right. Well, but then you know, last night I was at this missions banquet, and there's this pastor, you know, up on stage. It's like. You know, and those thoughts kind of like come up, they come up all the time, you know, like I shouldn't be thinking about this stuff when I'm at this missions banquet talking about how we can reach the city of Houston and in like economic areas that are like reached, have resources and have community and are reached with the gospel and and are not and, you know, all that stuff and where there are church plants and where people are making efforts, but this stuff should not be coming up. Well, I'm listening to this guy talk about this stuff. I'm like, why is he up there? Why am I not up there? You know, like, like how, who does he know or how did he get mm-hmm. to this point? Like, you know, and then he said something about him being like 48. And I was like, okay, I got like 20 years until <laughs> I'm at that point. Right. But like just constantly trying to like bring myself back down to like, I don't have to be like Billy Graham mm-hmm. level at 28, right. you know, or yeah. whatever. I don't, I don't even have to ever reach Billy Graham level, you know, right. it's this, this constant battle with my own pride, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, I think probably my greatest downfall of my entire life has been pride. Yeah. And so like think, just trying to knock myself back down constantly. Yeah. No, I think that's like a super common thing. Cause I was going to ask about that since you were talking about it was that like, it feels like most pastors are like in, in a respectable way like super prideful, you know, you get what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like trying to be like rude or, or anything like that. Like right. obviously as somebody who's in that field, mm-hmm. like I think a big um, vice for that type of person is pride in their ego and that kind of thing. Right. And so yeah, it's just super interesting to me that there's the, like a certain type of person right. that like, Typically, they end up in these positions, but they have well, these very the specific same struggle yeah, because we're all yeah. human, so right. it's going to be the same thing. But right. what I was going to say is, like, you don't have to reach the mega church, the Billy right. Graham, whatever, to Absolutely. be effective. And I think, like, right. shifting what instead of saying successful, like saying effective, yeah, yeah. is huge. So, like, there was a church that launched this like six months. Uh, before my church launched, um, and it grew at a stupid rate. Like, went from one campus, then within the first three months to three campuses, Ooh. and then like, then it was satellite campus. I mean, and it will like, like it became a mega church here in Houston, right. like very rapidly. And 
myself and my my pastors were pretty close. And so we do have these like pretty transparent conversations of like, well, what the heck? Like why did what? they grow and why did yeah, we Yeah, yeah. And you know, like I I, I don't think I, the way that that ended wasn't like, well, because we suck. Um, it, it just was like, we have a different heart and a different um, mission. And maybe right. the purpose for our church is to stay under 150 right. and to be effective on a small local way yeah. where like we won't have the resources like a mega church would. Right. Um, and and both you're not are, saying that like big churches are bad, no, or not like at all. that they're not right. they're not effective, and that they're not doing ministry right, or they're not right. godly. But right. they reach a different kind of person, absolutely. And they they just it's just different ministry most of the time, right? I mean, yeah. you have little churches that are unbiblical. You have big churches that are unbiblical. You have mm-hmm. church pastors mm-hmm. of small churches who are have terrible problems with their pride and hubris and all that, right. and you have pastors of big churches that have that same problem. You know, it's like mm-hmm. just because you're in a big church or a small church that doesn't make you good or bad. Right. Right. And I think just because you're 33 or 48 or 28 doesn't mean that you're not there yet or that you are going to get there yet, if that makes sense. Right. Like, mm. um, you know, our parents stayed at one career for like decades, mm-hmm. right? Like that was the social norm. Yeah. And then... Ours is like, oh, well, let me just switch and see what works. Yeah. And I think we base a lot of the success of what we've seen. And so, like, when I changed career paths the first time, I was like, I am a failure. Why am I, like, why am I not content to stay here for the next 30 years of my life? Well, it's because I'm growing and I'm changing and I'm, you know, going to be useful in a different area. And then where I'm at right now, I'm not going to stay there forever, and right. that's okay. Right? Is that is that a millennial thing, or do y'all think that's just like a personality thing, or just a time thing where there's that kind of feeling of, uh, I don't want to say it's not being content, but just desiring for more constantly? Because I kind of I experienced that personally. So like on that successful success level, a lot of times I'm like you know, like, this is cool and I could take this to this whole, like, level here, but ah, I just want to try something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, constantly moving. But I feel like that's a, like you were kind of saying, generationally, people yeah. didn't do that. And so now people do that a lot. And I don't know if that is, I think you know, just psychology. I think maybe psychology-wise, we see our parents and how not happy they were at all times. Right. Yeah, I don't want to, like... Speak for other people, but like, That's fair. you know, um, and so then I want to do the opposite for my life. And then my kids will probably be like, man, my mama jump around all the time. I'm going to stay put. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I need consistency. Yeah. I, I don't, I think it ebbs and flows constantly. Right. I think again, just kind of going back to something I was saying before was that ultimately the good news is that trusting in Jesus doesn't look like you know, that I'm successful at right. a certain age or that I'm in this specific career path that God said, hey, this is what you're going to do very specifically. You're going to tie your left shoe first and then your right shoe, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of times just making choices, going for it and just being faithful where mm-hmm. you are with what you have and right. and trusting that that's enough, 
you know, for your life, for what God wants, for the people around you, you know, and yeah, that's hard. It's not yeah. like an easy thing. Yeah, it doesn't mean that like that struggle is going to go away. Like right. I'm not going to still have those thoughts. Like every time I go to some conference, and I see like how did these guys get here, and like why right. am I like this unknown dude? And right. you know, so that guy's 19. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, well, then- it's just that's that's just been my struggle. It probably will be my struggle for forever. Yeah, probably, yeah, I mean, possibly. it. Paul said that in his you know, in the New Testament, he was saying like, I have this thorn in my flesh, like, please take it. And he alludes that it's pride, um, you know, and I, it's, right. and the Lord was like, no, nah, I'm gonna keep that there. Um, it helps you like stay humble and show the dependency you have on me. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think one thing that I am like, uh, I guess kind of passionate about, like when I talk to young adults and stuff and, and they're going through like different things that they struggle and, you know, I've, um, especially with like, uh, like when I talk to people going through sobriety, so I'm 10 years sober and um, everyone will like, what does it mean to take my thoughts captive? And, you know, like you were saying, like I'm, you might always struggle with those thoughts because we're sinful people and that's just right. our brain just kind of, yep. thank God that I can't hear your thoughts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God, dude. No one would want to be my friend if they could hear my thoughts. But that like, guy sucks. <laughs> Just constantly, this person is terrible. Right. Uh, but like when people are like, I don't understand. Like I'm constantly being told to take captive. Like I can't just pull the thought out. Right. And I think it's like um, knowing that I, in that moment, like recognize, ooh, that was not, that was not right. Okay, I'm going to stop and we're going to think about yeah. how I, how else I can be on this way and not, because if I'm saying like, hey, don't think about a pink elephant. Stop thinking it, then Shoot. instantly. Yeah. Right, you know, right, right, right. So like, man, I need to stop thinking about how prideful I, I am. I thought about a brown elephant. So <laughs> I win. Well, okay, happens, rebellion. <laughs> what happens when I'm like, I'm thinking those prideful thoughts. I, I I pray a lot. Like, you know, I'll just immediately be like, Lord, just you know, give me humility instead of mm-hmm. pride. Yeah. But then I, it's funny because like I I go through this whole no, process I'm, where I'm no, thinking I'm about humble. yeah. I'm gonna, no. You're the most humble no, person that's not in what this happens. room, baby. No, but I think about the process of gaining humility and mm. I don't like it at all because like <laughs> because humility and humiliation uh, are like the same word basically. Like humiliation is the is like being made to have humility, right? right? Mm-hmm. So for me to have humility, I have to be humiliated. Mm. You know, and I'm like, I don't want that well, at all. Good. <laughs> I'm like, I just how can you, God, how can you make me humble? Without humbling me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think a good first step is to show us a picture of that book that you Uh, on the cover of. That would be a good first step. (laughs) If I find it, I'll share it with you. Next step is is exposing yourself on the podcast. We don't expose ourselves to people. That is inappropriate. uh, Not appropriate. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Krusty Krab pizza is the pizza for you and me. See you next time. The Krusty Krab. (laughs) Yeah! <laughs>